And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, what's up, everyone? Back again after a UFC fight night with one of the best fights we have seen so far in the year 2020. Outstanding fight. We are weighing in Josh Thompson and John McCarthy with Podcast Dave on the controls. You can catch us on YouTube. That's a big one for us. If you go to YouTube, make sure that you hit the subscribe, give us the thumbs up. And if you give us the thumbs down, we don't like you, just so you know. <laughs> You can also get us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple iTunes, which is where most people will listen to us as they drive. Catch us on ProWrestlingTees.com for shirts, for weighing in cool t-shirts that we have. We've got a couple of them, different ones. One of Josh that's all by himself. Don't buy that one. That one's just crazy. But the <laughs> other ones are really cool. And if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com, check into weighing in, and you can get 20% 20, 20 off. If you use the code podcast. So Joshua, what's up, baby? That was well, a good fight. That was a great introduction. I got to continue <laughs> to tell you that I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Dave for like the last, like probably two months has said, you know I was what? so glad when you were doing it, dude. Oh, it's horrible. I was so glad when you were doing it. I didn't want to do it, but I was like, yeah, you never really took the rain. So I was like, and then podcast. Of course Dave was not. Like, Why would I? Podcast Dave was like, you know what? Fucking let John do it. You're butchering it like every week. Can you just let him do it? I was like, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. John, take it away. All right. You crushed it. You killed it again. I'm well, not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I, I, the other part of it, I hate the fact that Podcast Dave was right to let you oh, do it. It drives I'm sorry, me absolutely I'm sorry to crazy. Do that to you. Well, yeah. you can just babble the outro because no one listens to that anyway. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think anyone that listens to the show listens to what I have to say. I mean, hopefully they'll listen a little bit tonight, but we'll see. Um, I agree. Absolutely fucking one of the best fights I've ever oh. seen. Not just in 2020 that I've ever seen. The punch output, the just everything they had in the first three rounds. And you could tell, obviously, as it got to the fourth and the fifth. It wasn't anywhere near the output that no. it was in the first three. You but I can't. Would, you wouldn't expect it to be. I mean, like, it was absolutely amazing with the wrestling, the grappling, the, you know, the threats of the guillotine, the arming guillotine was very nice. There was a lot of great stuff tonight. Just, I mean, I thought the card, I mean, outside of no name value, I thought the card was pretty good. I mean, you know, Platinum did a good job of getting the win over Mickey Gall. I mean, there's a lot of things I can go into. You know, the 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 main event of the prelims with uh, Luis Pena. I mean, like, Pena, he just, this the everything tonight I thought was phenomenal. They Everyone in that cage fought their asses off. And I said last week, I was like, ah, I feel like the fights have kind of turned a little bit of sparring. Well, guess what? They must have fucking been paying attention to us because tonight they came out just guns blazing, great fights. Loved it all, man. I loved every second of every fight tonight. Great job tonight by all the fighters. That pain you fight, you talk about that prelim main yeah. event, I guess, whatever you want to yeah, I want to give a little say with it. But Worthy, you got to love that guy, man. And for, you know, that's the guy that came in last minute to fight an ex-teammate and ends up knocking him out. Mm -hmm. That's what gets him in the UFC. And, you know, violent Bob Ross, yeah, you know, Louis Pena, he's good, man. He's solid. And you saw he worthy got that guillotine so deep when you saw yeah. Pena's head getting off to the side. It's like, hey, you're making a mistake. In fact, I'm sitting there with my son. And my son goes, 
He better better watch his neck. He's getting it to the side, and all of a sudden you see it. It comes so deep, and when he locks it over, I go, oh, he's in trouble. So and even his legs weren't right, but the fence was keeping Pena from being able to swing around the way that would relieve some pressure. What a what a big win by Worthy. That's two in a row, man. You know what? Sometimes the gods shine on you, and just because you keep working hard, good things happen. Good for him, man. Feel well, good for him. Luis used to train here at AK for years. Yeah. And then um, he he just moved because it's too expensive to live here. Everyone knows that. That's why that's a big reason why we have a hard time keeping fighters, like really top level guys here. It's fucking expensive to live in the Bay Area. Um, so he ended up going out to um, uh, to Florida. So I believe he's at ATT now. Um, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset. Not not the fact that he lost. I'm upset at the fact that, look, the guillotine was the guillotine was in deep. But there was no leg control. All he had to do was a forward flip, and he was fine. Like, spin the neck and forward flip. Could have got out. No leg control. I have no... I was yelling at the fucking TV. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's, like, trying to pull his head out. It just... It was... I was so upset, man. I mean, on the fact that... It was just because of the way he lost. And I had him winning the fight. I thought he was winning the fight. I thought he was doing well. It was, it was close, but I had him winning the fight. Maybe. He was winning the fight. Yeah, and so when it got to there, I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm not saying he would have got out. What I'm saying, though, is your last-ditch effort is always to, like, either do a forward roll, like, kind of like a cartwheel or whatever it is, and spin your neck and try and get out that way, whatever it is, but... It, yeah, I don't think a, he was getting out of that one, Josh. That was so deep, the way it was said, and the way he's pinching in, it's that scissoring effect. It was so deep. But third round, mistake. third round. Made a mistake. He's sweaty. I third understand. round, sweat. Yeah. When you do a forward roll, the guy's got to come on top. There's an adjustment a little bit, a little adjustment sure. period. Yep. All he has to do is forward roll, spin the neck. We've seen guys like Uriah Faber do it. I, obviously, I'm, I'm talking like top level guys, obviously. Uriah, Chad, man. I've seen top guys do these type of things. And I've done it a bunch of times myself in training. It, but it creates a chance and an opportunity to get out. If I have to tap or go last ditch effort... Fuck, I'm going last ditch effort, man. I'm going forward roll, like spin the neck, try and get the hell out. He was winning the fight. And it just, it was one of those things. I mean, because I do know him. He's he's worked for me here at my gym a couple times. He's a phenomenal person. Great guy. Fun. The energy is is great to be around. Just super great guy. But I just, it was one of those things. Just, I know maybe in the pressure, the choke's on tight. You're, you know, you're obviously not thinking properly. And when but you're tired. Still, you're yeah. tired. But I had him win in the fight, and just that one little mistake, I feel like it would. If he could have popped his head out or got out of there, I think he would have ended up winning, winning the fight. He's probably gonna listen to this and be like, "You know what? I'm gonna. I'm so mad at you, Josh, because you're fucking right. You're right. <laughs> I could have. I was winning that fight. He would have walked out with my win bonus. But it is what it is, man. But on to the next one. That's what you got to do. That's it. What more can you do? You know, hey, you got to. You know, you, you either you either win or you learn. Yeah. And if you're, if you're learning from those mistakes that, you know, you ended up getting into that position based upon doing something, maybe I could have done it, put my head to the inside instead of the outside. Yeah. You got to learn. Yeah. What was the next fight on the card? What was the um, first fight on the main card? Yeah, that was the, that was, that was the, that was the main event for the prelims, but what was the first yes. fight on the main card? The Julian Rosa and Sean Woodson. Oh yeah. yeah. It was oh, a good fight. It was a great, it was a good fight. Great fight. Um, man. 6'3", 147, or 145. Good God. You know who it reminds me of, though? Remember the guy that broke his leg that looked like a rubber band before? Corey Hill. Yeah, Corey Hill. He reminds me of that. Not like fighting style or anything. I'm just simply saying, like, what was Corey Hill? 6'2", 6'3"? 6'6". Jesus, man. 6'6". 6'6", 155. No, he fought at 45. 155. 155. 155. 
Are you sure? Come on, he's six six. Yeah, I'm positive. Corey Hill. Yeah, Corey Hill. Corey you Hill. You know what? I do recall. Yes, it is. You are right. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you get one right. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Um, what'd you think? I thought that was a great fight. I thought it was. Uh, Arosa is a guy that you know, I, I did his fights in the Ultimate Fighter when he was in there. He's tough as hell. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he'll make mental mistakes and he tries to get too aggressive, gets his chin a little high, gets tagged. That happened to him in the fight. He got popped. He went down, but he collected himself, goes for the takedown, gets himself back. Uh, just an outstanding job. But when he, he landed that, that submission, let's talk about the submission because God knows it's a Darce joke is what everyone's saying. No, it wasn't. It's a Japanese necktie in the end, people. That's why he's got the leg the way it is. That's why his neck's getting cranked over. Know your damn submissions. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like we have some animosity towards uh some of the commentators these days i don't have any animosity I mean, towards i love com i love you know the commentators i love their i love bisping's uh enthusiasm especially when he gets excited during the oh you know oh he's screaming out man it's, I, I do like that dan cormier does that yeah it'd be kind of really nice if bisping would kind of get something right every once in a while though so that might be nice <laughs> we'll get into bisping a little bit later in, in some right. some irrelevant podcast he does we'll talk about that as well does but he anyways, have a podcast? I, yeah i haven't heard of it but i heard it's like i don't know something about him and him and me and you and whatever it's called something i don't uh, even know what it's called anyways we'll talk about that later anyways let's talk about the fight uh everyone he reminds me of Corey hill you know and I thought he did. I thought he did a great job up until the submission. Um, yeah, it was one he got of those. Tired. Yeah, he, he got tired. He got end. tired. That, but that's you, what led to it. But you can tell, Erosa. Uh, like I, what I was thinking was, what was it? Was it Woodson? Woodson. Yeah, Woodson. He, in the clinch, he didn't really have a whole lot. The length, the reach, all those things. I know. I was. <laughs> I don't want to say it the wrong way. I was going to say uh, something else, but anyways, so what's it? I was, I was, I was about to actually, I really was. <laughs> it just came to my mind, right? When I was saying it, um, but what's in, inside the clinch inside that close range, Rosa, it was there all day and he just kept backing away and giving what's in the space to get in the long exchanges. I'm like, what are you doing? He was getting some good work done in and in and, and the knees and the elbow range in the dirty boxing range. I felt like the fight should have been there. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, who are your corners? Because every time they got in that close range, um, Woodson would put his head down, like kind of reaching out with his arms, trying to like grab, grab the head, anything along. And he wasn't having a lot of success in the beginning part of the fight with that. And Arosa, all he had to do was just dirty box, some knees, clinch. I'm not saying he needed to take him down, but I'm saying he threatened a little bit maybe. It just it just seemed like it didn't never clicked for him to fight smart in that area. Instead, a couple exchanges, they were in the clinch or they were close to the clinch, and he would back away and give him space to start getting the jab and the left hand off. And he was having Woodson was having success with that that long jab and that long left hand. I'm like, what are you doing? Get back in there and get <laughs> after him. And so but it was a good fight. It was a great fight. Really was, but when you're talking, but we like to, you and I both like to talk about this, especially when we're doing commentary stuff for Bellator, is we like to talk about fight IQ, and Derosa didn't show a lot of it today. Like there was moments where he did some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but when you have when you have a situation like that where you're you're able to win in those positions, and your opponent has no answer for it, especially when you're fighting someone that's six three, you know, one forty seven, and the long reach and the range, the long push kick, all those things. Crush the pocket. You've said this before a couple of times. Crush the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Make it a phone booth. Don't let them get out of that. 
take that advantage away. Yeah, and he just did. Got to look towards it, it. It felt like it never clicked. I mean, up until the point where he got the submission, but it felt like it never clicked for him. And um, I hope he starts. I hope he listens to this. I hope he learns a little bit. You know, and maybe even fires his corners. I don't know what it is, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. You got it as a corner. These these are the things that they're paying you to see. You know, like we we want you to see these things because out there you got to make those calls. But you want your corner to be yelling in your ear. Hey, hey, let's get let's get in close. Let's close that distance. Whatever it is. That's what that's Perry's what corner for. was doing. Mike, you look great. You look great. You look Mike, great. You're looking great. Hey, he, she was right. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I got nothing more to add to it. Hey, a win's a win, my friend. A win's a win. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. What's the, what, what was the next fight? At Takashi Sato and Jason Went. Oh, geez. yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. Sato's good, man. He is good. He's tough. He's got good stand-up, good power. He's got a great ground game. He's good everywhere. I knew that one was not going to go yeah. very well for the Vanilla Gorilla. The yeah. third Vanilla Vanilla Gorilla number three. Yeah. I it's so funny. I was with a group of people watching the fights, and someone goes, "Yeah, I've seen him fight. Yeah, room, uh, Sato. I've seen him fight." And I was like, "No, you haven't. Yeah, I saw a different him fight. Sato, dude. Different Sato, guys. <laughs> okay, not not all Asian people look alike. Yeah, like, like I was like, calm down, guys, calm down. Sato, Sato. We all got the, you know, no, he uh, he's good. So he's good. really good. Um, I, not much I can take from him, man. Clean shot. Nice one oh, two, nice man, one two combination dude, was, right down the pipe. Come on, was that thing straight it and was, hard though? Doink! You it, saw it, and you saw the yeah. lights just get. Yink. Yep. And now so, came back from it, but but I wanted to ask you that. I wanted to ask you that. Like, do you watch the fighters' eyes as they hit the ground? Always, because when it's I saw all the about video, the way they fall. Yeah, when I saw the video, he fell like kind of a like fell backwards, hit hit the ground, but then like put his hands up or his elbows on the ground, but his eyes were looking at the ref. And I don't know if they were focused or not, but his opponent was coming in for the finish and then like the camera switched or whatever, but you could just tell he was done. He was out. Yeah. It was glazed over. There was no, there was, you could, there, everything was shut off. He was just looking to see what he could find around, you know, in that area um, when he hit the ground. Uh, good fight by Sato, man. Good fight. I mean, couldn't get much from it other than the fact that it good, nice, clean one, two down the pipe. Boom. Oh. That was that was the same. If you go back into the preliminaries, and you had Felipe Lynn against uh, Tanner uh, Bosser, mm-hmm. and uh, you look at the way when people fall, they fall certain ways. When they're hurt, they'll do different things. One of the things you know, I always say: there's five different types of knockdown. Okay, and then obviously there's more, but there's five basic ones that you're going to look at. And when you see someone get hit and they're going down, the first thing you'll see. First type you'll see, the lowest level, is they're going down and they're going to fall backwards because we don't have these big appendages, you know, off our heels. So if we start to lose balance, we usually go backwards towards our butt. But you'll see that their hands in some fashion are going to be going out or their elbows get in a position to try to catch their fall. And so that's telling you as the referee, hey, the, the brain is still connected. Mm-hmm. Right, the brain is still there. It's it's attached. He got buzzed, but he knows where he's at. She knows where she's at, and they know what's going on. And they're trying to actually lessen the fall. That's all good stuff. Now it's a question of what's going to be the follow up. Then you'll get the ones where they get hit and they're going backwards, but they don't brace their fall. Their hands are not going back. Their hands are going either up or they're going out, and they're going flat back, and their body's catching onto the the canvas and sometimes their heads snapping back. That's going to be your next type. 
Then off of that, you're going to get the ones where they go sideways. People do not fall sideways normal. What happens is you get that disruption of the signal in the brain down to, you know, the muscles and nerves and people don't pick up their feet. So as their weight's starting to go, it's kind of like that leaning tree. The feet are over here. They can't catch up and they're going to go down. That's telling you they're hurt even more. Then you get the ones where the people go forward. We don't mm -hmm. fall forward. You are, you are disconnected. When you fall forward I, now i've seen people get disconnected fall forward hit the ground and that kind of shocks them back yeah and they'll try to fight their way back but most of the time that's getting into the point of being really bad and then you'll get the ones where they get hit and they do the implosion they kind of fall down like a building on top of themselves and you know as soon as you watch them fall that way they're disconnected they cannot protect themselves you're going to come in and stop the fight so you know when you ask about do you look at the, that fighter and the way they're falling? You're always looking at the way they're falling because the way they fall means something. Yeah. Yeah. Hermes Franca did that to me in the third round. A very One of the very first kicks he threw, I caught it. He threw like a loopy hook and he hit me right on the temple. And I went face down. As soon as I hit the ground, I was like, boom, I was able to move around yep. and get going. I was like the ground. But here's the funny part. When I hit the, when I hit the ground, when I hit me, my eyes were still open. I could see the floor coming towards my body. I just couldn't move my arms to put my to block my face from hitting the canvas. Oh no! Here goes my face. Yeah, it's like boom! My face hit the canvas, and then I popped back up and got going. But it was when you said that that was one of the signals. But yeah, I was able to wake back up. Thank God. But uh, yeah, it was. It sucks, man. It's horrible. Like you can, you're awake. Uh, and you can see things coming, and but you just can't move. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things. Not working. Man. Hey, you got to talk about your losses too, as much as you like to brag about your wins, right, Josh? There you go. <laughs> the same thing happened with uh, Eves. I got kicked in the neck. And when I hit the ground, I saw him coming at me to throw more punches, but I was just done. I couldn't move. I was just, like, looking right at him like, and then he hit me. And then I remember nothing after that, but it is what it is. Life is life, right? Hey, moving on. Um, what was that? What was that? <laughs> I can see you're laughing at me. Uh, well, no, because, you know, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure everyone at home wants to hear about me losing because that's, you know, they all love me so much. I was just thinking was, I could I could relate because, like, last night I was drinking whiskey and, and, like, I could see the pillow coming at me as I fell to one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that pillow, but it was looking good. As yeah, I got closer. It's so funny. If you guys have not seen Podcast Dave's uh, Instagram page, you guys have to go to it. He's got, like, a bloopers of him falling at his house. It's absolutely amazing. Like falling off the back of the couch, falling off a ladder. His wife saved him a couple times. It's so funny. I think it's great. I think you guys should actually check it out. Um, what was the next, next fight, fight on the main card? Next fight. You like how Dave tried to <laughs> jump the subject. He tried to jump Against the subject. Gian Volante. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I actually have Brendan Allen and Kyle Dalkaus. Yep. Dalkaus. Is that right? Oh, that's right. That was Dacus. a good fight. Doc, it was a great fight. That was, that was a good fight, man. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that fight. Yes, there was. How could uh, I forget that? I apologize. I Those did, guys put it out there. I didn't have it 30-27. One of them had oh, 30-27 for Allen. Come on. Come on, man. I didn't that was bad. Yeah, I didn't have it that way. There is no way. How in the world no idea. are you going to say that Allen came back in the third round? He he was in a position that he had mm -hmm. his back was taken. I'm not saying he's receiving a lot of damage. He's doing a good job of defending and keeping the submissions away, but you see his opponent trying to lock up the submissions and stuff. It's just not working for him. He gets up in the last little, you know, like 15 you know, seconds, 15 seconds. Yeah. And he throws some shot. There's no way what that did 
is that brought it from a 10-8 back to a 10-9 for his opponent. There is no way in the world a judge should be giving that round to Allen. That was bad. Did you? The think other it, judges had it right. Did you think it was close to a 10-8, though, for that the back? It was close. And- yeah, based upon again, it becomes a lack of offense by Allen. In he's someone has his back. They're trying. He's stopping everything, but everything he's doing is defending. And in MMA, you get no. Credit, no points, nothing from the judge in defending. What your defense does is it's all good because it allows you to stay in the fight. It allows you to continue on. But the judge is not going to score any of your defense. It's what you do offensively. So if you stop a takedown, you crush the takedown and you just push away and do nothing, the judge is going to give you nothing for that takedown defense, even though it kept you from going to the ground. If you stuff the takedown, land one shot, oh, now the judge is giving you credit. Your one shot is now offense. You defended offense. Now you're getting up. The judge is going to give you credit for that entire sequence. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I just felt like, look, having the back is sure is a dominant position, but there was no submissions that were really that close. For the whole not that we're good four, no. four minutes or whatever it was he had the back i just i didn't look at it i looked at it as just a 10-9 round so when he got back to his feet the last 15 seconds and landed That's some the shots i was like Neh. no you definitely definitely didn't deserve to win the didn't definitely do not deserve to win the not round at not at all not so all. yeah i mean but i thought it was i thought it was a phenomenal fight i thought oh, it was, it was a great. really good fight there was a whole lot of good things done in yeah. that you know obviously I can't say his name correctly. I apologize. I think it's Dawkus. Is it Dawkus? Yeah, I think it's Dawkus. Yeah. I thought I thought Buffer said it a little bit different. Okay. It's spelled D A U K A U S. It's like Dawkus or something. Dawkus. Dawkus. Yeah. Dawkus. Okay. Right. Well, however, I apologize if I'm saying your name if wrong. If somebody at home knows how to say this, and, please send us a video. Yeah. There you go. But you know, undefeated walking in there, mm-hmm. and this is the kind of fight when you look and you go. You got an undefeated fighter, and now he's in against someone that everything isn't just going his way. And I don't know how many you know fights he's had that he had to really push. In that one, he really you know had some moments. He got hit with that one knee in the beginning. Yeah. The, well, it was in the first round, and then that you know he fought his way out of it. He fought his way out of a lot. So again, I I know he didn't want to lose, but he's going to learn a lot from that yeah. fight. And that fight's going to go a long ways to him being a much better fighter in the future based upon he was pushed continuously throughout that fight. And he did get the back in the last. And look, he won that round no matter what. He won it on two of the judges' scorecards. But at least it showed, man, mentally that kid never gave up. No. Never stopped. No. And so you got to give him a lot of credit. Yeah, it's one of those fights when, like, that's something you can walk away at the end and be like, hey, my conditioning definitely is on par. I just and I'm able to take some clean shots, and I'm able to fight out of some adversity. Um, I thought he did everything he needed to do. He just couldn't get to that next step. He was always one step behind. It felt like, but then when he got to the third round, his conditioning paid off. He just wasn't able to get enough to muster up enough attack for the submission, whether it's the rear naked or whether it was attacking the armbar. But I feel like you, as a fighter, you should have some go tos. In certain situations, so you need to have your go-to from the back. You need to have your go-to from the mount, and you need to just try to work from those positions. I felt like you didn't really have a go-to from that position, even when you're tired. What do you normally like to do? 
And it just seemed like he kept threatening the choke. There was never a threat of any other arm position. I'm not saying give up the back to attack the arm, but you know, there, there are different types of wrist locks you can do from that position to help open up the chokes yep. and the, and the arm bars as well. I mean, it's obviously easier said than done. I'm really just splitting straws here. Like, you know, splitting hairs yeah. at the end here. I mean, I thought he had a good performance, definitely in the third round. That's a positive note to walk away from and go yep. back to the drawing board. Like, Hey, cool. I need to work on a lot of things, but at least I'm ending on like, I dominated the third round, had a good third round and you know, and it's something to build on. Yep. Stay positive. Stay positive. Um, what was positive. the next one? Maurice Green and Maurice Green and Belonte. That was a good fight. Zion <laughs> was heavy, man. I'm sorry, but man, he kept coming. Yeah. But in the end, it was the conditioning and yeah. the lack of oxygen <laughs> that ended up, I think, you know, catching him and uh, making him tap on something that is—it's a submission. Yeah. And we've seen it before. So when they say I haven't seen that, it's like, oh my god, you've been watching this sport at all. Yeah. Let me go back to what UFC 17 or so. Jeremy Horn fights Chuck Liddell. Guess what? Same yeah. submission. It's an arm triangle from underneath. It yeah. will work. It will actually put someone unconscious if you're good with it. I'm not saying Maurice had it set up exactly right, but Gian was so tired that without and I think it was Bisping called it an Ezekiel. Hmm. Possible Ezekiel. How do you have an Ezekiel when the you can see both gloves on the outside of the back of the neck and head? Do you know what an Ezekiel is? Do you know where that hand goes? Well, I mean, it's, he's going to be mad at me. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's ever claimed to be like a jiu-jitsu expert. He's it's, not. It's pretty not obvious in his guy. fights that okay. he's not. He's I mean, still a fantastic fighter. Yeah, I know. I, never, I love him. I never said I love he was the guy. I think he's great. He's uh, <laughs> I, I want to say that. Look, I'm being honest. I love Michael. I think Michael's a great guy. I think he uh, was great for the sport. He is absolutely a legend in our sport, especially. I don't know about legend. He's oh, good. come He's on, man! You can take you can take. A I, look I like from to the, from the UK. Michael. Yeah, from yeah. The UK. There's not a lot of good Let's athletes that come out of there. I get it. And so the fact that he was able to rise up from the ground in the UK oh, and come back, man, and there you I go get it. I understand. Again. He's a great athlete. <laughs> You're throwing that word athlete around like yeah, it's a little. Oh a little. man, no, You're but so bad. I enjoy, I, I actually really do enjoy his uh, enthusiasm, his personality. Um, yep. I loved his banter throughout his career, um, you know, and he had a lot of great fights that I actually really enjoyed watching. You know, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, legend. Eh, you know, ah, he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Well, Michael, we do like you, though. We do. So no matter what you have said about before, uh, whatever it is, you know, I mean, I don't still don't know what the name of your podcast is, but it is what it is. Uh, but we'll get it. We'll go. I'm going to go hard in the paint on you a little bit later. But we'll talk later. I, I've always liked you. We I tussled you around a little bit back in the day, about 15 years ago, like you said, and uh, showed you how to stop some takedowns one time. And, you know, I mean, you can at least give me a little credit for that. We'll talk later about that. What was the next fight? Those are main events. Main event? No, no, we are, no Mike Perry. Mike, yeah. Mike Perry. Oh, Mike Perry. That's right. Mike Perry against Mickey Gall. Okay, so before we get started on this fight, Sorry, before we get started on the fight, Mike Perry, how does the commission allow this and how does the UFC allow for his girlfriend who has no experience to corner him? I, I just want to know, like, from a real, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a joke about this. I want to know, how is this even allowed? Anybody can be licensed as a corner as long bullshit. as they have. This Hold is on. bullshit. I'm, I'm just whoa, saying. Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. All right, let me, go ahead. Sorry. You're saying bullshit. If you apply for a license, 
as the fighter's trainer or as the fighter's corner person, the commission can't sit there and deny you based upon you not knowing the sport. Can't do it. No Because the fighter, the fighter is saying, this is my corner person. The fighter gets to pick yeah. who their corner person is. It doesn't mean that the fighter is being intelligent in who they're picking. Okay. And I think that in reality, Mike Perry put himself in a position of disadvantage by entering that fight without somebody in his corner that could do more than cheerlead. But let's be honest. Hold on. You've seen in the past, how many times have you seen corners that were nothing more than cheerleaders? They weren't giving out good instruction. They were not breaking down what this person had to do to change the fight. They were not giving ideas on how to, you know, actually make a change or finish this fight in a certain way based upon good information. All they were were cheerleaders. Come on. All the time I see it. Okay. So I'm not saying that I thought Mike made the right choice, but it's Mike's choice. And he goes to the commission and says, this is my corner person. The commission goes, okay, fill out this paperwork. They get the paperwork. This is your corner person. They pay the little fee. They get that license to be in the corner for that fight. Okay. So I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> it's, it, it is what it is. You know? I know. You just I, I be... understand that. I do understand that. And I do, I do respect the fact that like Mike Perry wanted to have his girlfriend do it. That's fine. But you need to have, you need to have, like, and when you're talking about cheerleaders, cheerleaders in the corners, yes, they are cheerleaders. I've seen a lot. I've seen a plenty of times. But there are also people that have trained with the fighter that's there. Just because they don't know how to corner doesn't mean that they don't know what they're saying. Like, they don't know what the techniques are. But they just, they yell, get them, kill them, get up, get up. Like, that's, I know it's just bad coaching, bad cornering. But I'm just, I, I, I can't, I just can't fathom. Like, if they needed to tell them something between rounds, she had nothing to say between rounds. You're doing yes, great. she did. You look great, Mike. You look great, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I, I Mike, just, you look fantastic mike you're doing great the difference she was kind of right yeah but the the, she was right (laughs) the difference though between the cheerleaders that i've heard before when they get back to the corners they sometimes have some advice like hey let's maybe try to get a takedown hey let's maybe try to stand more on the feet because they've trained with that fighter or they're 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 not the best corners when because here's what happens your friends if they coach you or they corner you right and they're in the corner when you're fighting they're a fucking fan they're yeah. yelling, get them, hit them. Okay, throw the right hand. Like, that's all they're doing. You know, get up from the bottom, you know, mount him. You know, that's all they're doing. Stand up. But yeah, stand up. When they get <laughs> when they get back to the corner, though, there is advice given. Like, hey, let's maybe try to get takedowns this round. You're doing a good job. You know, water, whatever it is. Vassal, I don't even know. Anyways, there's there's a little bit of advice in there. She had she has no advice. I just feel like there needs no. to be there needs to be some sort of experience attached to this. Just fighter I, safety. First off, I agree with you that there yeah. should be. Yeah. But there it's not mandated that the fighter makes an intelligent choice in who they select to be their corner person. And the only way that the commission um, is going to deny that license is if that person has uh, either some type of pending uh, litigation investigation for different things yeah. uh, is under suspension as a fighter uh, 
from another athletic commission, then the athletic commission said, no, we, we, we cannot license you. But if you make the choice, you know, if you, I've seen it. So you're going to fight again and you decide, no, I'm, I'm going to have pod, I'm going to have podcast Dave in my corner. That's going to be my corner man. Good choice. Okay. Good choice. Okay. So you go and we'll say the fight's going to be in San Jose. So you go to the California state athletic commission and here's your list. You have Bob cook and you have podcast Dave. They're not going to sit there and go, okay, Bob, Bob cook knows what he's doing. Who the hell is this podcast? Dave? They're not going to question that. They're going to get the information on podcast Dave. They're going to check him out. And if he meets just this minor, you know, requirement as far as not being under suspension and things like that, he's going to get that. He's going to get that corner license. If I had Bob Cook, I don't give a fuck who else is in my corner. I'm okay, good. I understand. <laughs> I'm I understand good. But he didn't I have Bob Cook. You, and I was trying not to take Bob away from you. I took Javier away from you. He didn't have Bob. Bob Cook. He had his girlfriend. <laughs> like, it's not the same I know, thing. I know. Look at it. But I'm here, not saying you are wrong. Look at it. For once. I am sitting here telling you, yeah, you Josh, know. you're absolutely right. No, you've told but me many of times I'm right, by not, the way. <laughs> I want to make sure not, that's, that's clear. Not, this isn't really on the commission. The fighter has that right to make the choice. I feel like there should have been a little bit of the UFC involvement as well as the commission involvement of like, hey, like you got to have somebody that has a little bit of experience. Like well, you would order. hope, you know, okay, yeah. let's be honest. And, and I love Mike. I, I did Mike's first fight. UFC and, he, and going back and talking to him, you know, before that fight told me everything I needed to know about Mike Perry. Okay. Cause he was classic and he's just, you know, he is just a guy that I'm going to go out there. I'm going to knock his fucking head off. Okay, great. And that's what he does. You know, yeah. and sometimes he's actually, if you look, I will give him credit. His skill set has gotten better as far yeah. as his ground game. You know, he's strong as hell. He had to take down, you know, Mickey Gall was grabbing the fence, doing everything he could to keep things from happening. And he just slowly, systematically broke Mickey Gall down. Yeah. He walked through his stand-up after and and look at Gall was hitting him with some good shots at times. Yeah. He was landing some good long distance, rangy shots that had some impact. And Perry just continued to walk through everything in the end, basically disrespected everything as far as his skill set and said, now you can't hurt me. Yep. And now I know on the ground, I can stay with you. In fact, I can beat you up on the ground. And there was nothing left. And Gall was exhausted. You got to give Perry credit. He was in shape. He fought hard for three rounds. He, he performed. And I, I, I totally agree with the corner situation. But I got to admit, you know, Mike Perry has gotten better. He does need to get, and you know, he was saying, I, I, I got to find a team and and, you know, they got to teach me some stuff and things like that. We'll see what he does. Mike Perry, if you're listening to this, since you are allowed three corners, my suggestion is, no, no, is if you're going to continue to do what you're doing, my suggestion is, is you find a sponsor that wants to be in your corner and you have them pay you 10 grand to be in your corner. That's my suggestion. There you That's go. That's a good money. suggestion. If you're just going to have random people in your corner, why not find some rich person that would love to be in the corner of a UFC fight? Good and, idea. And fucking. Do you know what you just started? And make make your money that way. <laughs> I'm tell. I mean, here honestly, no. I'm I'm being honest. Like, um, years ago, I had a friend that owned a, a real estate company and he what he wanted to do is he wanted to be in the corner and I said no, no, no for the longest time. Well, he became friends with one of my coaches and my coach 
brought him one time and put him in my corner. I was pretty upset over the situation, but he's like, Hey, as your, as your coach, I would like you to do this. Cause I only had Bob and Hob at the time. Oh, so, so the coach got the 10,000. So he ended up, I, I was, no, I didn't do that, but I'm saying like, it was one of those, like, he's my friend. I was like, yeah, he was my friend too, before he was your friend, but I, it was a big situation. I was, I was pretty heated about the whole situation, but if Mike Perry, if you're listening to this, find somebody that is a fan, whatever it is online. If you're going to have your girlfriend oh. there, you might as well have one or two more people in there that will pay you five to 10 more grand than fucking Reebok will. Okay. And make more money. Cause you obviously have some, you said tonight you have some tax problems or whatever it oh is. God. And you're tired of people taking your money. that don't care about you. Well, guess what? Make a little bit of money by having people in your corner. You can't wear any of their stuff, but you're going to find that person. That's like, you know what? I cornered somebody in the UFC. I was there. That was there at the UFC. I was cornered. Why not? Why not? If you guys are listening, all fighters, if you have yeah, a Mike can't wear any of their stuff, but they get to wear Mike's stuff. So they actually get yeah. free clothing. They actually do get free clothing. So look at that. Yeah. I mean, like bottom line is, is another way to make money. If that, if you're just going to have your girlfriend, you might as well have two other, two other guys or two other girls or whoever want to invest. $20,000, $20,000, even more, charge more if you want, whatever. They're never going to get that opportunity again to be in your corner. So if you guys are listening to this, Hey, that's a life hack right there. You guys owe me later. I want 5%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get back to the main event. What a fight. One of the greatest fights what I think I've, fight, I've ever I'll tell you seen. What, you know, it was, uh, it was, I was really surprised how much bigger Dan Hooker looked than Dustin Poirier, too. Oh They're my standing God. Out. I'm, I was like, God damn, he looks a whole, and he fought at 145, too. I could I'm not like, believe it. Unbelievable. Because yeah. Dustin's a big. Yes, he is. He was a huge 145. He's a big 155, or he's not a small guy. No. And Hooker just looked huge compared to him. But incredible. The first round was a close round. I looked at it. I know that they, you know, the, the judges gave um, uh, Hooker the round, and they, they did that off of volume. And I totally can agree with that. It's fine. I actually liked the shots. I thought Dustin was yeah. landing. I thought he landed heavy shots. Now, there was there were some leg kicks. And there was a couple of good things, but there was a, a couple of kicks to the body and a couple times doubled up on it by yeah. Poirier. I thought he landed the heavier shots. The second round of that fight was yes. one of the best rounds ever. Absolutely. I'm just telling you, de definitely best round of 2020 so far, because that's probably the best fight of 2020 so far. I don't know. We that, a lot of that one we saw, the one fight we saw last week, what, Bor Borges and... Uh... Emmett, that was a that was great. fucking great fight. Great. Also. But it wasn't a five rounder like this. No, one you're too. right. But this was you only, you're, you're only talking about the second round, though. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Calm down, John. Second round was, <laughs> man. God. Yeah. You know, and that that's a, that's a round where you're looking. Poirier was doing the whole thing of, hey, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bully him in, inside. I'm going to get inside and I'm going to hit him with big shots and make him have to move. Hooker went to the body oh, so well. Changed the game. It, man, the body shots that he was landing at certain times, you could see it just shut Dustin down because it was like he was going all sort of bip, bip, and he was like, oh, I got to take a step back. I got to, that one I felt, I got to get my breath, and he would come back. And I actually had Dustin ahead a little bit going into the last little bit of that round, and Hooker lit him up yeah. in the last 15 seconds or so, landed some big combos. 
man, that was and he Hooker definitely took that second round in just an incredible round by both guys. Yeah. Both of them were exhausted. Both of them were feeling it at that time. And I really thought uh, Dustin's in trouble because he is not fighting this the way he needs to. And then he came out in the third round, and he, I don't know if it was his corner that talked to him and told him what he needed to do or if it was what he felt being in there against Hooker, but it was Dustin Poirier's footwork changed that fight. It was his footwork of, let me throw, let me stay the outside, let me laterally move, and let me start keeping the distance in range, and I'll be the guy that maintains that distance. I will make this approach and land my strikes when I want. I'll be the guy setting that offensive tone. I'll be the guy that controls that distance and range, and that will help my timing. And that was the difference in the fight. The fight changed in that third round based upon what Dustin Poirier did as far as fighting more at range for most of the fight than into that phone booth area, getting in tight. That was what I really saw. That was the huge difference because he won that third round, you know, easy. Yeah. You know, that guillotine was close. And when he grabbed it, I yeah. was like, oh, I said the guillotine was going to be the difference. Here it is. <clears throat> and God damn, Hooker's a tough sucker. He got out of it, but just a fantastic fight. Talk to me, brother. What'd you think? So, look, I gave... I, I kind of agree with you. I had Dustin landing the cleaner, harder shots in the first. Sure, Hooker. Even though there were less, no yeah. doubt that no doubt that Hooker landed more. But I had. But it was. But that was more volume than power. Yeah, it, but here's the thing. I feel, and I gave the first round to Dustin. Um, okay. I gave the second round to Hooker. Hooker. I gave the third, obviously, to Dustin. I had gave the fourth to Dustin as well. Though here's the thing, is. The first round, I could see why they gave it to Hooker. I didn't give sure. it to Hooker. But here's I didn't have a problem with it. What I was getting to was Dustin had that, like, you don't deserve to be in here with me kind of a little bit attitude. Like, you know, in the beginning. So he got kicked a couple times in the inside leg. He kind of, like, pulls his pants up and just kind of shrugged it off. Like, what? No big deal. And I don't know if that reflects on judges. I don't, I don't know these things. Like, But for me, from the outside looking in, I'm going, Dustin, this is a real fighter in front of you. And not only is he a real fighter oh. in front of you, I never realized how fucking big Hooker was until he was standing across the cage from, from Dustin. I was like, good God, your shoulders are wide. Your your physical body is bigger than Dustin Poirier. And Dustin Poirier is a big 155-pounder. Not huge, but he's big. Oh. And he was a huge 45-pounder. But he, he's he got he's got some thickness to him. He's obviously got power. He's got dogs in his hands. I mean, he just... The it was a little bit of that, you know. I think in the th like to talk about what you were saying in the third round. I think by the end of the second round, he realized it was a real fight, and he was like, "Things changed." Okay, oh. I need to step this up. I need to get back to like being who I am. This is a real fucking fight. This is no joke anymore. I think I I've kind of got the feeling, just with some of the the mannerisms in the cage by Dustin, that he was not. I wouldn't say not taking it serious. He took it serious. It just, it was like, nah, that didn't hurt. Nah, this is not. Like, it didn't bother me. And I was like, just don't get too overconfident because these kind of things can happen. And I've been on the, I've been on the other end of being overconfident. And, and I was like, don't, don't do, like, don't be that, you know? And in the third round, he woke up. 
you know? So I gave, oh. him, I gave him the first round. I thought he lost the second. I had him winning the second up until that last, like, probably 45 seconds or whatever it was. Nice, clean body shots. Big shots against the fence. Dustin circled out. He was tired and, like, trying to circle out towards the end. But I, I had I had Hooker win in the second because of that that big on, uh, onslaught at the very end. But and, it was boy, he had some big body shots. In big. There. I, I got to oh. tell you, the body shots from the push kick, because the push kick was the game changer in the beginning. Keeping the distance, making Dustin come in. Dustin had some good body kicks as well, but that push kick leads to body shots. So when the push kick doesn't, is it, you can't keep him away from that far away anymore, and they close the range, and he was able to turn Dustin's back to the fence. He was digging the body. Nice. And what? not only was he digging the body, he went body, body, but uppercut, uppercut. Then back to body, body. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is really good. It wasn't good for Dustin, but it was, it was great <laughs> to see because, look, we can, and we, shows how well coached he is. We have seen some really good fighters, really good stand-up guys in, in the UFC and in all these organizations, right? In MMA, period. It's very rare that you see guys work the body like that. And not only yep. did he work the body like that, he worked, he went combo, boom, boom, then back up top, then combo back down, boom, boom. I was very impressed. And I got to say, if it, let's just say MMA does not work out for him. He, I, I, he's one of those guys, if they ever do get Zufa boxing going, I could see him potentially doing some sort of career in boxing. It looked phenomenal. Now I know, obviously, we're talking, we're stretching things a little bit. But to me, I'm stretching a little bit. But it, I could see it. He's got the body style for it. The, you know, the long arms, broad shoulders. He's obviously got the conditioning to keep going. I mean, they had such a punch output in the first three rounds. I could see why they started getting tired, especially when the wrestling started getting involved in the third and the fourth a little bit more. And Hooker just didn't have the tank anymore because he took some clean shots in that third round. And that guillotine was tight. That, oh. that zaps your energy. People don't realize how much submission, defending submissions, any submissions takes out of you. Your heart race jumps up because you're threatening, you're getting threatened on the submission. You know, and then especially in a guillotine, starts restricting your air as well as your heart rate jumping up. Like, I got to get out, I got to get out. Because not only are you panicking in those situations not panicking but you're you're starting to stress a little bit like shit this is getting tight shit i can't breathe but i'm also losing the round while i'm stuck in this shitty position you know so <laughs> you've got everything going through your mind during this time and so the third and the fourth round when hooker started shooting all the time and wasn't getting them you know and then i just and then every time dust was going for the guillotine he had to start making a choice do i go for the guillotine do i defend the takedown I, start, I think he started making the right call towards the end, just defend, 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 make Hooker put the energy out, and it paid dividends for him in the fifth. I had I had him up 3-1 going into the fifth. Uh, it was one, it was one, three, and four. I had him. I'm not going to get too much on Bisming over the 2-2 nonsense that he was spitting, but you know I'm going to keep going on the, I thought it was 3-1 going into the fifth. Yeah, you know, my son was here with me watching it, and he had a 2-2 going in. He said, nope. He says, you watch. All the, all the judges are going to give Hooker the first round. You watch. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, but here's the thing. That first right. round, I could have been I could have been a little bit of my homerness going in there because yeah. I'm, I'm a Dustin fan. And, uh, and I became more of a fan of him tonight, obviously. So uh, great fight, though, from both fighters. Uh, Unbelievable. It's, it's up there in that in that top two, maybe three fights of the year. I, I put it at the top, though, because of the caliber of, of the level of which they were. Um, what was the third fight? There was um, what they put Bor it out. What was Borges and and Emmett, and then it was what there was another another third fight that was really good this year from them. Uh, I don't I can't know. Recall. Anyways, but uh, but th those so two, the, those the, two fights the fight of the year though. I, I I you know you look back, it's gonna be tough to beat freaking 
Ioannis and Jacek. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's the fight of the year. Wei Li Zhang. Yeah, that's see? for sure the fight of the year. I was going to say, it's going to be hard to beat that. No, it, but that was this year. Mm-hmm. Good God, uh, was, man. was it 2020? Was it 2020 it was or was it December? It was close. Might have been in December. That's what I'm thinking. I think it was, was it just, I think it was. I don't know. But it was I'm close. But it was just Feb- I bet unbelievable. you. I think it was February. January or February. Uh, it was March 7th. Jesus. We were way oh, off. 2020? 2020, yep. March 7th. Thank you right very before, much. It was the week before. Uh, COVID. There's COVID. Oh, week before COVID. And that was it. God, that was man. a hell of a fight. That, for sure, that's fight of the year. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. That was another thing I was going to ask you. So I'm on the uh, the board for the fighters only. I think awards. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Are you on it too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kept writing that that fucking fight down quite a bit. <laughs> I was like, this fight is good. I was like, oh, yeah. I wrote that fight all. Anyways, I just I probably wasn't supposed to say anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say, yeah. so I don't. I just let it go. It's all right. It's all right. Um, what else is there? What else can we talk about? Well, sh- let's fuck it. Let's just get into Bisbing. <laughs> I'm gonna get into Bisbing's ass real quick, bro. You're well, not Bisbing, making. Hold it. Bisbing says you cannot talk about UFC fights because you're a Bellator commentator, and bro. They're just way better. So I just laughed. I, I loved his whole laughing. thing. I, I, I look. Funny. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I, it's. It's probably hard for a lot of people to understand. I like the way he did it on his show. He did this whole, <clears throat> this whole uh, like banter about it all, and he said like, "Oh, you know, we tussled around." I, I trained with him like probably 15 years ago. At right after I think got off the Ultimate Fighter, uh, at <clears throat> uh, Huntington P Huntington Beach uh, Tiki Goshen's gym back oh. in the day. I trained with him a little bit there, and you know, taught him a couple little wrestling moves to keep him keep his back off the fence, kind of thing. <laughs> like give him a hard time, but uh, look. Whatever, man. He's entitled to say what he wants. I'm not quite on the legend. I don't think he's quite in the legend category, but he's definitely up there where he definitely needs to be mentioned, especially for country-wise. I've got him up there as far as, you know, the oh. biggest name to ever come out of his country, I think, in MMA, period. Um, it's good, man. I, I like I like the banter back and forth. I can I can take it. I can take it. I like to dish it. As you know, that's why we're friends, <laughs> you know, and uh, you take it very well. So does Podcast Dave. Well, sometimes. But <laughs> you, you take it very well. That's why we're so close. But it's yeah, fun. You know what? It's, it's really fun. Can't let, you can't let the stuff get to you. It's no. like, man, it's, it's all fun. Yeah. It's enjoyable. So I, I just laugh because um, he said like, hey, I'm not going to even mention their podcast name because it's like that's a really small podcast. And I was thinking that's because, myself, that's, that's because he's worried. Ooh. Well, I just started laughing because I was thinking to myself. He doesn't really was, have an MMA podcast. Isn't it an MMA podcast? What kind is of it? podcast is yeah, it? It's, is kinda, it? it's a bit of everything. Oh, it's a bit of everything. Okay. I yeah, mean, it's, but it's... I looked at it. I was like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wonder how long they've been doing this. Like, what is it a, a show? So I looked it up and I was like, uh, oh, it's called like you, me and somebody or something like that. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Anyways, but he's been doing it. And look, I saw what, how long has he been doing it? Believe like, you, me. Okay, whatever. You, me See, and somebody else. Believe and you. I guess he must have a partner or something on there. He was like trying to instigate him. I have him no until, idea. Who yeah, he's trying to instigate him into like, hey, let's have a let's have a podcast war. And and I'm thinking to myself, well, we I look that. at I looked it up and the date and then the podcast, Dave, talk to me. It's almost it, four years. It, four years. Okay. John, we've been doing ours for about 10 months, right? And I yep. think he's got about yes, 70,000 subscribers. We're at about 50,000. He doesn't have one video over 75,000 views. But yeah, we've got what over 10. We've got over 10 that are like, we've got a couple that are actually in the 400,000 views. He's got a big goose egg. 
of this many views. So, um, look, I mean, look, I mean, if you, once you get into the hundred thousand view category, Bisbing, you can just go ahead and hit us up and you know what? And I'll send you a gift, a big, okay. A big clap and a nice thank you. And, uh, Hey, maybe I'm hoping that maybe when you respond, that'll get you to the hundred thousand views. Okay. So that's great. I love it though. I actually do love it, but dude, I got to tell you, not just us. Cause John and I can have fun with this. You really pissed off Chad Mendez. Did you oh, see? Did you man. see that? I did you see, see that? that? Yeah, there was there was a little animosity Woo! going on both sides. That was on smoke. That uh, yeah. Chad Mendes had some nice things to say about you, buddy. Is and, that what he had? <laughs> I mean, I it was very pretty nice. gross. Yeah. Uh, and he posted the picture of the the Hendo fight and missed yeah. all the comments about keep my name out your out your mouth and this and that. But I mean, it's it's interesting because good wrestler good mma fighter i i just it would make for a fun fight let's do bare knuckle fighting let's see what that is. <laughs> no yeah, i mean yeah. bisping's so big compared to him chad's not a big oh, guy man chad's not a big guy look at bisping people say what they want i did bisping's fight when he won the ultimate fighter that yep. was against josh hayne okay so bisping should be nice nicer to me because you know he's won he's won all his titles with me. <laughs> 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 it's not because of me but i was just there so I love um, it. it was, you know, it, you know, this whole thing is, this is what happens. And I hate to say this, but I've talked to you about it. When people sit there and they want to make, you know, uh, comments about someone possibly being, yeah, you know, under, you know, they, oh, they use performance enhancing drugs, yep. PEDs, you know, you know, when, if, you know, I've talked and we've talked and I said, man, if someone has not been popped, don't say that they've done that. Yeah. Because you, you don't, you wouldn't like someone saying it about you because it's not true. Because, hey, you never got popped. So if they didn't get popped, yeah, shut your mouth. But once they get popped, you know, you got there's nothing you can do but sit there and take it because, mm -hmm. hey, and so this is the position now. You know, I, I I love Chad, but he's in that position and whatever it was that he got popped for, I'm not going to sit here. And talk about it yeah. worry about it it's always that stigma that's going to ride and yep. people can push that button now and you know bisping bisping had a very long career never got popped never did anything as far as anything like mm -hmm. that so he can sit there and he can push that button time and time again you know and it's going to affect chad in ways because there's nothing he can do to come back it's yeah. just fact you know and it's, that's what's you're a young fighter don't do it do you think you saw it as good for the sport yes and no how's that well tell me what and, the and, no and, tell and me well, what the no reasons are I, my, the no reason is this i don't think that they're fair okay okay and when i say i don't think they're fair they're in a position where at times they know the fighter didn't do anything wrong yes yeah. the fighter tested positive <clears throat> okay but the fighter goes and says look at i haven't taken here's my stuff all right they take a look at it they can either test that stuff and then they'll see that there's something that's in that then they will go to the, a location that sells that product mm -hmm. since this is an over-the-counter product they'll buy it like that like they're just a customer they'll take it to the lab they'll test it and it comes up with that same thing that the fighter got popped for and they still then give them a suspension that yep. is wrong 
the, the fight, you know, to sit there and say, well, you're responsible for what you put in your body. Well, of course you are. Okay. But when it's just, it's normal for people. And I understand that, you know, there's a list that, you know, they, they start putting out and everything, but people go and they believe that if they buy something off of the shelf at a GNC or, or the vitamin shop or any of these things, they're going to be good. And sometimes they're not based upon things that aren't even on the product label and ingredients yeah. is in that thing. You know, so sometimes I don't like what they do. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair, but I do think that they've made a huge difference in the sport as far as people cheating. And when it comes to fighting, it's a big difference. I, I personally don't care about people taking steroids and hitting, hitting a baseball. Okay. Yeah, I give two shits about baseball. It, well, it's not it's not because it's baseball. It's they're not damaging each other. The pitcher yeah. the pitcher takes it and he throws the ball harder. The batter takes it and he hits the ball farther. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's fair if you want to say, but so what? No one hurts each other. Yeah. In the sport of fighting, you can you're physically trying to damage somebody. Yeah. So there's a there's just a difference in the taking of it. No, I, I agree with you. That's the part that always concerned me. Like Romero, uh, Yoel, Yoel yeah. Romero, he, same thing with him, right? He got busted for the samples and they, they said they ended up doing tests on like, I want to say like another Josh two, Barnett. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of locations they bought from a bunch of different store locations. Yeah. They all came back the same way. It wasn't like they just went down to their local GNC and picked one up. And, okay. It tested positive. No, they bought from a bunch of different locations around and then tested they all came back with the same thing that he tested yeah. for and yet they still suspend him for a certain amount of time longer it's like for yep. what yeah mm. see that's just not right i yeah. i look at that and it, that that comes down to that whole you know sometimes you have an authority and i have to win no you don't have to win yeah. you have to be fair you have to be reasonable and you have to have common sense what's here let me what do you think is fair in that situation until it's completely removed from their system? Then they can compete again. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's what I thought too. I was thinking the same thing. Like if once it's not, they, if it's not once in your they system test again and it's not in their system and what that was in their system, it went through this whole thing and they found that, you know, they, they took it without knowing based upon this product puts it in there and they, it's not even listed. Hey, once it's out of your system, you're, you're, you're back and ready to go. Cause isn't Jessica Penne going through that right now? <laughs> Well, Jessica Penny was going through it. Rachel Ostovich, or I'm probably saying that wrong again, but uh, the girl from Hawaii, yeah. Rachel, who just fought uh, Paige, she's going through it. She had the same thing happen, and it's it's just not right. Yeah. That's a shitty situation to be in because, honestly, like the, your your name starts getting the stigma of yeah. being a cheater. And it's so, not fair. And that's like printing on the back page after the fact that, like, oh, that person's clean. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, that's no a one cares when it's shitty. on page ten. And they don't I, see it. Yeah, I've always been traction. I've always said that I think it's good that you saw it as involved. Um, I I clapped my hands when um, the UFC brought them in. I thought it was a good idea. What did I? Um, it, but you like I agree with you on this. There, they do have a little bit too. Like the power play is there. You can see it. Like it's happened across the board. I mean, I want to say like with King Mo. Something happened with King Mo. Same shit with him, right? That was the commission, though, right? With King Mo. No, King Mo is a commission. Yeah, and he just was like, "Screw you guys, man, I'm done." Um, but yeah, no. When you're talking about when you give them a little bit too much power, and then they just start, they just start pulling it and they start using it in different areas where there's just no need to. Like it's a little bit of that control. 
but but their deal with the UFC, how are they allowing that? Is that just part of the deal you sign with them? Like, hey, we have full control over the doping. Yeah, that's it. You got you. You can go back. It was one of your uh, your stable mates there, man. He's the one that created a lot of this. Who's that? Kung Lee, man. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. See, yeah. you forget these things, but that was, you know, if you remember the UFC, he fought. I want to say it was in Macau. Yeah, Rich and Franklin. Rich Franklin. Was Rich tested, Franklin? came back testing positive because they, they did test there, but it wasn't USADA. And then the UFC, as a promotion, went to suspend him, and things just got bad. And the UFC at that time said, man, we don't want anything to do with the actual suspensions. You know, And that's when they brought in USADA and said, if you're going to suspend someone, you guys are doing it. We have nothing to do it. We have no say. We, we don't want to say that, you know, oh, you, know, you should do you know, this long for this person. This, you guys do it. And that's what, you know, USADA came in and started doing. But again, there's things that they had never worked in the world of MMA. And there's, there's some differences. You know, the big thing with IVs was based yeah. upon USADA did not allow IVs, you know, MMA fighters were rehydrating with yep. IVs. Well, you can't take an IV because you can mask. Yeah. And so you know, there's, there's been a whole lot of issues at times. So all of those can be taken care of, but the, the whole win mentality of, well, you got caught, so we have to give you some type of suspension. We have to win. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I think Kung got busted. Uh, they were saying for growth hormone, right? And I think it was for growth hormone. And I think it was against Bisbing. It was in Macau. Did they fight? Or was it Rich Franklin? It was, it was one of those I, two fights. I want to say it was Bisbing. It was his last fight. Yeah, it might have been Bisbing. Yeah, he would have got slap of the fine and suspension. He was already 42 years old. But I, here, all that stuff aside, it doesn't help when you're 42 years old and you're posting pictures of yourself fucking ripped. Ripped. Veins coming out of your shoulders and your chest and your fucking neck and yeah, everything. And I'm, thinking, and I'm thinking to myself, if you are using something, you're not being very bright. Like you're you're two weeks <laughs> away from your fight, you know? And so I remember thinking back to that going, this is not like, what are you doing? If you were, if you were cheating. So, cause I'm they, the tested apparently came back positive. Anyways. Yeah. I heard they went through a big process and I heard they're still being sued by him. I think is what I heard. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm more, a lawsuit. yeah, I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, ran into him a couple of times at some of our Bellator fights here in San Jose, but we don't really talk a whole lot. I think ever since he quit fighting, he moved to SAC in LA and back and forth for movie stuff, but not a whole lot of communication. Um, that's a shitty situation to be in. I can see why they brought you Sada in, you know, and they're still going through all this problem now. But I mean, I feel like it's, it really is putting here. You could end up ruining a fighter's career. Like with Jessica Penne right now, I don't know what's going on with her, but something's like, She's basically being suspended because it's a second offense for three years. Well, she's, I don't know, 36, 38, something like that. Where do you go? You're done. Nah, you're done. Like, you're done. Three-year suspension for, for a fucking tainted su a supplement? That's not my fault. So, I mean, I, I feel like you do is once it's out of your system and it's a tainted supplement, there needs to be some sort of rule that says, hey, okay, we get, hey, go ahead and get you back in. Yep. But, I don't know. It's a shitty situation to be in. Uh, there's no perfect yeah i wish there was a perfect there's not yeah they should just let us write the rules well never mind they already <laughs> did let you write the rules sorry uh, what is uh what what's is there a car this weekend um i'm trying to fill it up right okay now. they also just announced that 
Adesanya and Costa are coaching tough. No, that fight's oh, gonna be a while. Now. That's that's good news and bad news. Yeah, well, he, I, that makes me wonder because he, you know, Costa wanted to he wanted yeah. to be the coach and he wanted fifteen million. I don't, I don't think he got both. <laughs> so uh, he probably, I, I would say, he probably got a, a million or two maybe for that fight. We'll see. Yeah, um, Jai Fourth weekend is nothing. Nothing. It's gonna be a fucking great fucking fight though. Izzy and Con- oh. Jeez, oh, that's a good one. It's gonna be a fucking great fight. Oh Speaking man! Speaking of great fights, the card that right after July Fourth is the the big two. The Fight one. Island, yeah. Fight Island. We've talked about that already. July Eleventh is gonna be that's that's a good one. What's what's uh? Look, tell me all the fights on that card, please. Um, so of course your main event is Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got Alexander Volkanovski and Max Holloway, and then you got Pierre Yan and. Josie Aldo, um, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas, and then uh, Amanda Rebus and Paige Van Zandt. Okay, so out of that, out of those fights, what do you think is the fight that's going to steal the show? Out of those fights, man, don't take my you, you're going to say you're going to say Rose Namajunas again. No, Andrade, just because you're a Rose Namajunas. I am a Rose fan. Lover. But that's not the fight that's gonna steal the show. It's not the fight that's gonna steal the show. You know, I, I honestly I would say, but it's between two, in my opinion. No, I think no, the Peter, one, one. Can't I, I pick think the two. Peter. Yeah, I I think the Peter Yan fight you. is gonna be really good. I think that's gonna be a, a just a blazing fight. The real question in my mind is, does Jose Aldo bring in leg kicks? Yep. Does he bring his leg kicks back? If he brings his kicks back, I think it's gonna be a barn burner. If he doesn't, I think the fight's not going to go that well that for him. So really, yeah, He's, don't try to box with Peter Young. Yeah, not I think I think if Aldo uses his kicks as well as his knees, that will okay. that will that will the knees especially will keep Peter Young's elbows to his ribs, which makes it less likely for him or less. Less opportunities for him to throw punches. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's gonna box, he's gonna throw, he's gonna do those things. But I gotta tell you, when you had a guy, when every time guys that we had had in the gym or myself also had guys that we fought that had big power and were good, you know, good boxers, I would always try to throw knees up the middle. Just boom, like just slip offline, throw the knee up the middle because that made them or body kicks because that made them keep their elbows loyal to the ribs, which means it less likely for them to punch. So if Aldo was to throw the knees, Aldo was to throw that body kick. Like you saw against Jeremy Stevens, he landed a body punch. Um, but if he throws that, if he throws that body kick or those knees, I think that that'll keep Peter Yan's hands loyal to his face and his elbows to his ribs, and that'll take away a lot of the offense. That Change, Peter changes this changes the ability to be yeah. offensive. So I, I actually that was my fight. I was actually expecting that one to come. Ooh, to the show. look at that! Yeah, I, thought <laughs> I, was gonna... I honestly, it'll be great. But I really do have the question: if Aldo comes and fights in a in a fashion that he throws kicks mm-hmm. like he did in the past, because he's going to have to, in my opinion. He's Jan is good with his hands, but he's really good with his kicks at times too. And Aldo has got to match him into doing some damage to take away that base. If he doesn't take away the base, I think he's going to have some problems. I just think every time people continue to underestimate him, like, oh, he's old, he's washed up. What is he? He's only like 32 or 33. 33. Right? Yeah, Jose Aldo's only like thirty three. 
I swear, man. He must have been like 19 in the WEC when he was fucking champion. I feel like he's been fighting forever. Yes. Jeez. He's been you so figure he was good. the first featherweight champion in the UFC. Then when he walked over from the WEC as the champion, they handed him that belt. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he held on to that sucker for a long time. Does he... Does he go on your... Fuck, I can't say Mount Rushmore. Does he? Is he? No, 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 I'm just saying. If he wins the title now and defends it two or three times at 135, he's been. He was so dominant at 45, and people will say that Max is the greatest 145 pounder. No, I think Aldo. No, he's not. I don't think so either. I love Max. I mean, I I absolutely love Max. Max. Yep. You can't. You come close to saying he's the best. No. So I have, yeah, but I mean, where does that put Aldo in that talk of top tiers if he's to win the 135-pound championship? Now he's a two-division champion. Really, in my opinion, it would just be, all right, he wins the championship. What does he do from there? Because if he goes on and and defends that title a couple of times, yeah, yeah, you're starting to put him into, hey, he's, look, he's got, he's got two wins against Frankie. Yeah. Two, two wins, two wins against, against Chad Mendes, two wins against Frankie. Yep. Two, two wins again. Does he two? have two two or one against uh, Uriah? I know he had the one in WEC. Did they end up fighting? Uh, I don't think they did. No, he so, stopped with leg kicks. He didn't stop him, right? But it was leg kicks. Uh, oh, the leg kicks were horrible yeah. in the WEC fight. But, yeah. I mean, he just, just he was just so dominant for yeah. so long. He yeah. comes into 135 and wins it and defends that sucker. He's uh, he's moving himself into that category. Of, you know, he's 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 definitely one of the best that's ever done it. You know, it's the style. His style has changed a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. people took a lot away based upon that Connor fight. They took a lot away from him. Yeah, one fight. So unfair then, too. Well, yeah, and it was you know there was so much that went into that whole thing. And you, you tro- you're always trying to tell fighters and talk to them. Hey, let it let it go. Don't don't get mad. You never fight mad. Fight smart. I Connor was good enough to get into his head and make him overextend, make him mad, make him want to rip his head off, and that's exactly what Connor wanted him to be like. Mm-hmm. And sucked him in. That that happens. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, and then he had, you know, he's had some up and down performances, and you know, the lack of kicks. I think there's a lot of talk about that, and just moving forward. But uh, I hope he, I hope he ends up winning. I hope he beats Peter and shuts everyone up because everyone just keeps doubting him, keep people keep second guessing <laughs> him. And I'm sorry, man. I love the old dogs. I want the old dogs to keep winning. So I'd love to see him keep doing it. It'd be great. I mean, he's got a tough task after that. He'll probably have uh, Sterling next, and then it would be probably oh, yeah. probably Marice after that. So you have those. If if he gets past Sterling, is Marice and Sterling fighting? Uh, oh, you're talking. So no, I, Sterling would be next. If, if yes. he beats Jan, he'll he'll fight Sterling yeah. next. And I'm saying if Aldo gets past Sterling, yeah, yeah. Aljamain, Aljo's looking good. Oof, oof. He's so looking good. good. So good. He's polished, but those He's kind shiny of, right now. Yeah, but all of the <laughs> yeah. We all we do is we talk about the up and comers. You know, we don't talk about the. <laughs> The, uh, the old guard, the old ball, the old bull at the top of the mountain, just going. I'm gonna walk down there and fuck all of you. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I'm just like, yeah. Why would I sprint down there and fight? It's the old lion sitting with all the scars on his face. Yeah, that'd be great. Though. All the, the the mane that is kind of 
yeah all, all screwed up beware of that lion yeah you should always be afraid of an old man and an old man and a young man's sport that's yep. the way i look at it it was uh yeah i'm excited for that fight i think that fight's gonna steal the show to be honest i hope it does and Good i hope, uh, hope uh jose gets it done uh who else uh the main event is who it's main main event. Yeah. so i saw usman is training with gaichi so Usman and Gaethje and Khabib are all managed by Ali. Yes. It's got to be so strange, man. <laughs> it's got to be so strange. I don't know. I just think it's weird. Like, you have a man. And I'm not, I'm not knocking him. I'm just simply saying, like, it's got to be weird. Like, you manage all of us. We do our dominance, you know, uh, parties and events at some of the UFCs. And and now, you know, like, I've got guys that are all fighting each other. I, I thought it was a good idea. A good idea. Good idea for good idea for Henry to step aside. He's speaking Portuguese now. Yes, for him to step <laughs> aside and let these guys fight. I thought it was a good idea. He won't be cornering either one. He was not training either one, and uh, gives him a chance to work with other people during this time. And I, I would imagine he would go to the fight and watch. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fight. I want to know can because I didn't know I didn't know that um, Gilbert Burns had fought Dan Hooker. And he got stopped by Dan Hooker. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. I I hadn't. I didn't. I never saw that fight. I'd never heard about that fight. And I don't know where I was or what was going on. But yeah, man, just. But now, now you have Burns fighting for the 175 pounds. I think he cut too much weight to get to 55. He did. I think he was cutting too much weight. He's he's a really thick, solid kind of guy. So him maybe at 170 is good. I'm interested to see how this whole thing pans out. I don't know if that works for Usman, though, because Justin Gaethje is not a submission expert. And I'm sorry, but if you plan on taking Gilbert Burns down, that's a scary thought. That's a really scary thought because he's good, really good on the on the ground. His jits is, is legit. Wow. So he is a, you know, there, there's black belts. He's a black belt. Yeah. yeah no. He's no. world class. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yep. Huge difference. But I could say the same. Usman's world-class black belt level wrestler. <laughs> so, and he's huge. He makes Gilbert look small. So, and G Gilbert's not big for 170, but he was big for 155. But he, he's a thicker guy. But Usman's enormous for 170. He's tall, long, lanky. And we saw with the Kobe Covington fight, he's got great conditioning. It's going to be a great fight. I think this, uh, I would like to see how it all pans out, but I'm, I would. I think that Usman's going to try to keep it standing a little bit more. I think he's got something up his sleeve for him. After watching the Colby fight, he's going to try to stand a little bit more. He's got to keep it. He, if he if he does get the takedown, he's got to probably stay in that side control position, try to get the takedowns, go right to mount, something along those lines, body locks to side control, body locks to mount, body locks to hip toss, drop him to the side so we can get a side control, maybe take the back. But it doesn't benefit you a whole lot to try and jujitsu a good a good jujitsu. So I don't know. I don't know where you go from there because if you sit up and strike and you try to do a lot of damage, waste a lot of energy on the takedown, do you posture up and go submissions or posture up and go to ground up pound, but then you end up getting opening yourself up for submissions? I, I honestly I can't tell well, you where he should go. It's the real difference is exactly what you're saying. He should not burn energy trying for takedowns. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't play out well for you. But if the opportunity is there and you can just, you know, he's almost giving it to you, almost baiting you into a takedown, that's okay. 
use the takedown. The thing you want to do is make sure your hands stay inside. You don't post your hands onto the ground or anything like that. And if it's up against the cage, let him get to the point where he is getting up and utilize that timing to either land the big knee, land the punch, do damage in making him actually, he's going to get himself back up and you're going to just land that one shot that's going to just put that little chink in the armor and just slowly start to diminish him. It's it's all about doing things in a smart fashion. Yeah. You don't have to fight the true ground game no. with a guy like Burns because you're at the disadvantage, but you can play the ground game and play it smart and do damage to him where eventually when you do go down to the ground with him, you do stay on top of him and you do more damage and you make him pay for all the things that have happened in the fight and that will lead to your win. You know, it's, it's just a game. It's about playing a smart game plan. Got it. Interesting. I like to get a ref's take on things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clueless. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I love it. I'm on point tonight, huh? Hopefully you guys, yeah, en- hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Um, what else we got? I think that's pretty much it, right? That's something about it, for man. right now. Hey, I guess um, we're not going to have it. We're not going to have anything to talk about as far as fights no. with the UFC, which we're not supposed to talk about, according to Michael Bisping. So <laughs> I feel good about so that. Fun. I love, I love that. it. That man. was awesome, man. It. Look, uh, Michael, just want you to know, I wasn't talking about you with the judging, really. I was really talking about Dom Cruz was the one that mm-hmm. said Bilal Muhammad might win this round based upon what was happening. He did say it. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. Don't be nice to Michael Bisping. <laughs> then we're going to have Dom Cruz replying. That's <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to have to talk about good. that next week. That was a crazy comment. Look, if you guys are listening to this show, you guys need to go to um, Bisping's view his stuff so maybe we can get him to a hundred thousand views on one of his videos and he's like four years in 250 videos up and still isn't broke seventy five thousand. i mean once he gets to where we're at on our level a little bit you know hey <laughs> that the, we're that kind of the a team bisbing if you haven't if that people out don't yet. realize this is called pushing buttons yes yes <laughs> so we're we're kind of the a team as you were referring to we're we're kind of multiple videos yeah. over a couple hundred thousand views but anyways, we can hey, talk, you, well, the, you know the best part is i love it we can talk about all mma yes it doesn't have to be just one promotion because yeah. you see there are fighters outside yeah. of just one promotion and those guys actually do fight like when michael used to fight outside of that promotion and so it's good to talk about all promotions and it kind of says that you're all about the actual sport so i kind of like that part too yeah you guys can only talk about the ufc homer (laughs) all right guys hey i love you michael hey i hope you enjoyed the show michael hit the thumbs up and subscribe button please and uh tune in because we got more shit talking for you later on all right guys uh what what do you want to say say goodbye no that's good man all right guys. i think i pushed enough buttons i was happy (laughs) podcast dave anything nope nope all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Like I just said, YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe button, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those Dustin things. Dustin Poirier, great performance, great dude. You were awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, boys, we're out of here. Late. See ya.